Hello. That is... That is the short and long of what I wanted to say to you tonight. Hello. I wanted to speak to you directly tonight. I know that sounds false. That sounds like a kind of ploy to make you feel more special, so that you might love me all the more. And it seems false. Also, because of the medium. This is a podcast. By its nature, you and I both know that there are many people listening, not just you. I don't mean to be false. I'm simply sharing with you what I want, whether or not it is what I can achieve. But I will say it once more. In truth, I do want to speak to you directly. Whoever you are, I will try. I want you to tell me a story this week. Shall we try something new? I know you have many stories. I wish I could hear all of them. But instead, I want you to tell me the story about that one time you were by yourself, but you suddenly became aware of the fact that you were not, in fact, alone. I want you to think about where you were at the time. I know that you can't tell me, so I'll help you try to remember. I like to imagine that it was at night perhaps outdoors, in a lovely place with a history, like a cemetery or an old ruin or battlefield that you didn't even know was there. But perhaps you weren't. Perhaps you were indoors, somewhere safe. Maybe you were at home. Perhaps it was, instead, the early morning, and you woke up just for a moment when the world is still dark and quiet and empty. If you are here, listening to my voice, because you want to hear some kind of tale about a ghost or a monster or a lost soul, then I think you know the feeling. You know this moment I'm describing. Did the air change a little? Perhaps it grew a little more cold. Perhaps it crackled with the sensation of someone there with you, just watching you and waiting. Think about that feeling. Listen to my voice, and if you like, imagine that it was me, waiting there, not making myself known yet. You don't know. Maybe it was me. You don't know. I want you to think about what happened next. Did you see something? Did you see a shadow? Or was it a light? Was it a reflection in a mirror? Or perhaps a face in a window that you first thought was a reflection? 
then realized the dreadful truth. Was it a person, or something much like a person, just watching you, just waiting? What did they do? I imagine that they were simply watching you. I imagine that you felt them watching first, before you saw them, if you saw them at all. If you were afraid, perhaps you ran away before you even had a chance to see them. If you were in your room, perhaps you grew afraid and turned the lights on quickly to dispel whatever shadow-loving thing was there, waiting. And wherever you were, if you were feeling a little brave, perhaps you raised a hand and gestured. Just a little wave. Just to say hello to them. Did I say hello back? Hmm. <laughs> That was a little bit of a joke. I like to flatter myself sometimes that I'm the monster in everyone's nightmares. Because I wish I was. I wish that I was the worst thing lurking in everyone's shadows. But we know that's not true, don't we? Because I know for a fact that there are worse things in the shadows than me. There are things that have waited for me in my shadows since I was a young, alive thing. I remember, even before that fateful night in the tower, I remember something watching me. I never saw it. I never understood what it was. Perhaps I still don't. But I remember having the distinct knowledge since I was a child that I was not alone. Especially not in the darkness. That's why we fear the darkness, is it not? Because it is the only time we can no longer pretend that unseen things lie in wait for us. What are they waiting for, I wonder? Since I became this thing I am now, they are all the more plentiful, but I simply don't fear them. Not as much, anyway. I was afraid momentarily of what waited for me in the shadows just the other night, though. I walked through my city. I didn't hide my face or my hands or my wings. And this was all just as well because my city is used to the unusual, and hardly anyone took notice. It was lovely. It was warm outside. I walked through the crowded parts of the city on this weekend night, and the energy and life all around me gave me energy and life in return. I kept walking to the emptier suburbs. I kept walking until I found a green place. Still a green place in a city. I'm a little ashamed to say that it was a golf course, but even a manufactured green place is lovely too. I walked its hills and its sandy craters. 
I found clusters of trees and garden paths. Suddenly I felt as if I was home, in my own time, the time I lived in when I was alive, a time where most of my world was green, a time where shadows were mysterious and frightening, because I wasn't mysterious or frightening. I felt young again, and I felt afraid, because I felt a familiar pair of eyes on me, and I heard a voice that I haven't heard for some time, singing a song that I remember sharing with you not long ago. A song that I heard from someone else long ago. Come away, come away, death And in sad cypress let me be laid Fly away, fly away, breath I am slain by a fair, cruel my shroud of white stuck all with you. Hello. I said it because I knew immediately who it was, even before he stepped out from the shadows of a spruce tree. There he was. Not old and weak as he was when he passed away, and not invisible and furious as he was when I last had him in my life. It was the man who hunted me down all those centuries ago, and instead of destroying me, helped me find my humanity again. Do you remember him? It's all right if you don't. I'll describe him. Now recall, he is a phantom, and so everything about him shone with a strange lightness. A shimmering kind of electricity. He faded in and out of view at first, as though he was trying to summon the strength to appear before me in a consistent, solid image, sputtering and cracking like a television that hadn't been used in a long time. He eventually found his power and remained solid before me. And he was a young man again. Not much more than thirty, far from the age he was when his life left his body. It's strange to see someone as large and strong as him, so vital, with a glint in his eyes and his long, curling hair and his full, unkempt beard. It's strange to see someone like this clinging to the real world, fading from view. A strong and vital ghost, I suppose I mean to say, is something of an oxymoron to me. 
He exemplified life when I knew him. When he was a cruel, invisible poltergeist, it was easier to accept his death. Like this, I felt I could mourn him all over again. I'm sorry I banished you, I said to him. He smiled softly and shook his head. I heard his voice, though his lips didn't move, and the sound of his voice, as it was when he was young and alive, broke my heart anew. I deserved it, he answered. I could have said a lot of things to him. I could have apologized for, time and time again, returning to the negative influence in my life that is my dark stranger. I could have tried to explain myself and my repeatedly refusing to destroy him. I could have accused him of hating me and everything that I've chosen to become. But I didn't do that. Tell me something, please. I asked him, though I was afraid to do it. Are you real? Or are you a part of the story? His brow arched a little as his voice echoed out. We are all part of the story. I nodded and took a step towards him. Despite the fact that he was drained of most of the color he had in life, his eyes were a sparkling blue. For all that physically he was the complete opposite of my dark stranger, who exemplified death, his eyes were the exact same shade of blue, and it frightened me. But I took another step towards him anyway. We are all part of the story, I repeated, then paused. Whose story? His brow arched again, and his blue eyes seemed so sad all of the sudden. He didn't answer me. Whose story? Mine or hers? I asked again, though I began to fear the answer. He placed a hand on the side of my face. I swear that I could feel it, though that seemed impossible. She so wanted me to be real for you. His voice echoed. He smiled through phantom tears that fell from his eyes now. She wanted you to have me. She was afraid of who you would become without me. And so, I became real. I became real for you. I lowered my eyes and tears fell from them now, too. This man, this hunter, this phantom. He always managed to bring forth the most human tears from me. This night was no different. You are my heart, I whispered, and looked up at him. Pure, good, and fictional. He embraced me now, and because he was dead already, because he was a phantom, 
but perhaps because he was never real to begin with. I did not. I could not hurt him this time. He was real now. More than ever before. We sat and looked at the moon for a little while. And I didn't speak. But I've been thinking about lots of truths lately that I've been afraid to acknowledge. Sitting on this manufactured green land with this manufactured loved one, in this manufactured scene that I'm recreating for you now, I felt both lost and found, destroyed and yet born anew. At least now, I know that he can be there whenever I have need of him. This sweet lost soul. This poor work of art who found himself in a cruel world with only the purpose of being there for me. A beautiful work of fiction who I will struggle with until the end of my days, if that ever comes. Which it may not. How lovely and torturous it is to be an unwitting Prometheus with an equally unwitting Deucalion. My man of clay who loved me better than anything of flesh and blood. The moon came and went, and so did he. Yet when I made it home to my strange little white linoleum hovel, I knew that he could return any time I needed him to. He came into being because I needed him. And so, someone created him to help me find the humanity in myself. This is a podcast. This podcast has been created by someone. By a girl. It was created to... It was created for you. How real am I to you? How real am I? Go to a window. I'm sure you've got a window somewhere. Perhaps you can even just look. Just turn your head and see it. Do you see a face there? Look carefully. Look very carefully in the shadows, in the changing light, in that window. See if you can see my face. I dare you. Try to see it. My black eyes, my veined skin, my sharp teeth. Am I there? Does it matter? Because I'm here with you now anyway. You needed me tonight, and so I came. Because you let me in. Am I real now?
Good evening, friends. This is Kristen. I'm the creator, writer, performer, podcaster, etc. behind On a Dark Cold Night. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight for episode 73. I'd like to thank Angela C. for recommending the show on our Facebook page. Angela left a really sweet review, too, that reads, I can't believe I'm just now finding this podcast. I'm binging all of the episodes, but I don't want to get to the end. The narrator has talent for storytelling and bringing the characters to life. Her voice is mesmerizing and great for bedtime stories. Love, love, love it. Thank you so very much for those sweet words and for listening, Angela. If you're enjoying the show too and want to help out like Angela, you can leave us a review on Stitcher, iTunes, or on our Facebook page. You can also give me a shout out and follow on social media. I'm on Twitter at a dark cold night. Instagram at Dark Cold Night Podcast, and on the Facebook page and my YouTube channel, both called On a Dark Cold Night. You can also support my work by listening on the free Radio Public app, where every listen works towards me as your podcaster being paid for each listen. If you want to help out the show a different way, you can support the show on Patreon, where every monthly patron of any amount receives access to a link of the soundtrack of the show. Find out more information at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. If you only want to donate once and aren't interested in the soundtrack perk, you can buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. Also, you can check out our On a Dark Cold Night t-shirts and hoodies available at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. I need to thank you all for your support. I've had some really sweet feedback from listeners lately, and that means a lot, especially because I've got a lot of changes in my schedule going on these days. I appreciate you bearing with me as I navigate this by changing up my podcast release schedule. I just appreciate you in general, too. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful night and a great week. Until next time, friends. <laughs>